We're back. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to After the Party. We are so excited to be filming again. I know it's been a while, but we had a bunch of crazy stuff happen. And yeah, I mean, I was on vacation. so Yeah, I was going to say the crazy stuff that was happening was that you literally left me for Florida. Um, that was pretty funny. I almost Ooh. go to swear and then I stop myself because I know my mom's gonna or started watching and so did her friends. So I don't swear anymore. Same. Um, but yeah, I literally left Courtney for two weeks. I don't know how she's recovered from it. How was like the mental break? Because she, I don't know, our listeners don't know. She didn't have work for like two weeks, right? Because you're switching jobs. So she yeah. had like a two week gap. And I feel like that's life changing. <laughs> it was unbelievable. All I did was literally just sit by the pool. And do nothing like it would make food and just um yeah it was fantastic um I'm just happy to be back and like back to work I'm really loving the new job but yeah it was definitely a necessary break and I honestly missed this I know. so I'm really excited so that we're back a lot of people were like did you guys stop doing the podcast like are you guys is it over I'm like no we're just getting started I'm sorry that's on me guys I really let you down Another exciting thing that I want you to talk about is how you want a car. Can you just, like, talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> that was pretty cr- – it was the craziest night of my life. I never win anything. I feel like I have, like, the most terrible luck. And somehow I went to the Chicago Auto Show, like, charity show. And um, there was, like, 10,000 people in the raffle. And somehow my name was pulled and I won a freaking Denali, which is like an $85,000 car. So <laughs> selling that. Just and imagine all these car guys and your name gets called in a five foot two girl. Oh yeah. They were pulls up. They were freaking so mad. There was literally someone in the audience who's like, she can't even reach the pedals. You do. Like, can't. I can't. Like, the car is huge. Like, there's, I can't. And the bad part about it is, like, I want a car so bad. I know, but not that one. Like, I just, I would even be fine with it, but I can't fit it in the city. Like, it's huge. It's the biggest car I've ever seen. So, yeah. yeah, That's pretty exciting, though. I was, like, happy that that happened, but. Speaking of exciting things. (laughs) my big thing is that i had one of my tiktoks go viral oh my god this miss girl is it's almost at six million views it is some dumb euphoria it's just the dumbest tiktok i've ever made but i it literally like the episode of euphoria ended and i was like guys i know how we can go viral and i just did this five second clip of us and i didn't expect six million views but if you guys want to go look at it at being energy sponsor. Oh my god. <laughs> Every time you say your TikTok name, I'm like, I don't know her. I know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know what being energy I is. I literally did it so that like people at work can't but find they me. They all found you. They all found me, yes. I was on every single person at work's for you page. Um yeah. So I got a text from a coworker being like, I didn't know I worked with a Bang Energy sponsor. And I was like, No, you absolutely don't. <laughs> but like, pretend you didn't see that. Yeah. Act like Act normal, you know, I'm not famous, but now I am. But yeah, that's, so she wins a car, I get a viral TikTok. Things are happening here. 2022 is the year. I'm having a good year. It's a good time. Another thing to look forward to is that Voss and I and a a big group of our friends, we're going to Nashville in two weeks. 
I'm so excited, but I'm also so I'm worried. frightened. I'm worried. The last time Court and I were in Nashville, I mean, we should honestly post this video in our Instagram feed so that we'll never <laughs> oh, yeah, lose that's it. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll never lose it. Uh, the last time that Court and I went to Nashville together, there is literally a video of us, right? <laughs> and it's me saying, Courtney, take a picture with me. And she goes, what did you say? You're like, I can't. And I was like, it's for the memes. And she's like, I don't even want it for the memes. I don't and want she's memes. she's so clearly, like, just belligerent. That is also when I turned to the Uber driver and I was like, sir, I will be puking, but not in your car. She was so, <laughs> you know what? You did so good at I reassuring did. him in that moment that you would yes. puke. But, but not, not in his car. car. No way. No, and, no, and I did just that when I got <laughs> home. <laughs> No, she literally projectile vomited everywhere the second we got home. So that was great. Yeah, so stay tuned for some fun. Hopefully we'll have some fun and not scary um, stories about about Nashville, but we are going with a very scary group, I'd say. I mean, I'm going to correct you and say hopefully we only have scary, scary stories things, yeah. to tell. That's actually Otherwise, we're not doing Nashville right. That's so true. So stay tuned, especially for the outfits. Um, Ooh, that is... Ooh, I already... Put in a $250 order. Sorry, mom, if you're hearing this. Um, sometimes I forget I'm 24 years old and I can yeah, buy whatever I want. You fully have your own job. But, you know, it's fine. So, um, our episode today, let's get into it. Our episode today is going to be us touching on toxic relationships and not only the signs, but just how to work through that. And I feel like some of these things you don't really um, know you're going through until... You hear it mm-hmm. or you, you know, you see it, I guess. Yeah. But it's hard when you're in it or if your friend's in it or someone you love's in it. And yeah, we're just going to talk through, you know, our personal experience, some traits that we know, some examples and yeah, hopefully we'll keep it a little lighthearted, but I most likely say, not. I was going to say, like I was reading through this and I'm like, oh my God, I, I trigger warning in yeah what we're talking about today but I yeah we'll keep it fun we'll We'll try to keep it light keep it light because I mean you can think of toxic relationships in two ways the really seriously super bad ones damaging the super damaging ones I think we're more going to touch on the things you see most commonly in in relationships in your 20s I'd say because it's kind of like your first relationship if it turns toxic, it's like, okay, that's your, that's the relationship you learn from mm-hmm. and grow from. So that's kind of what we're going to try to focus on here. Hell yeah. Should we get into it? Yes. Let's start with, I'm going to actually just start with my favorite one. Okay. Not my favorite one. That sounds weird. But the one that I feel like is most commonly looked past, and that's keeping a relationship scorecard. So what that means to me is that, when you're continually blaming or being blamed for past mistakes. So I feel like I experienced this because you take note of who has messed up and it's always on your mind. So for example, it could be something like lying or it can be something like cheating and say that happens to you. Um, You know, there is a phase where you're gonna, they're gonna have to fight for you to, you know, get back on track, but after a while, if you don't forgive and forget, it becomes toxic in a way because it's being brought up in every single argument or it's being brought up all the time. Well, yeah. And then like just to add on that, like you can't ever move past it 
or I guess like your relationship can't move past it if you're constantly like revisiting the past. I know um, I had a friend um, recently who got cheated on probably in like the fall, right? And she decided like she wanted to take him back, which is whatever, right? So they're in a relationship to this day. And still like when he goes out with his friend, she's like super uncomfortable and like rightfully so. Like Mm -hmm. it's triggering, right? Last time he did that alone, he cheated on you. Totally understand. But it's also like... You can't, like you said, you can't keep the scorecard because otherwise yes. you're just going to go in circles and this like toxic cycle is just going to continue. Yeah. So it's like if you decide you're going to stay and work things out, you actually need to be committed to it. Yes. You know, because otherwise it's just going to keep happening. Exactly. Like, like, this girl's crazy. Like she won't even let me go out with my friends. Yep. Like I don't even care what I did. I'm committed to her now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would I stay in this relationship? You know? Yeah. And, and we're talking a lot of time down the line because you are it's going to take you time to heal yeah there's a grace period for me I felt like I kept telling myself I was forgiving and forgetting but then it would constantly come up and I constantly had that feeling and it's not fair for you or your partner because for them it's like I made a mistake we either move on you can't keep dragging me in the past it's it's going to be toxic because it's affecting your present and your future yeah, and it's just like you can't build trust if yeah. you live like that. Like, like literally end it. If yeah. you cannot get over something, end it. Yeah. I think, though, that's like a um, – it's more of an emotional, like, immaturity thing in my eyes because, like, if you're keeping someone around who, like, you're clearly not over everything that you've – like, they've done or what they did, I don't know um, – it almost seems like you're too weak to let them go, but you know what they're doing is wrong, right? 100%. So it's like, I know you cheated on me. I know you did X, Y, Z, but like, I'm not strong enough to let you go. So I'm going to keep revisiting it all the time and like almost like hold you hostage. Yeah. So it's like, everyone thinks like that it's so black and white, but it's not like, it's like you can kind of become the bad guy in that situation because it's like, you're choosing ultimately to be in this relationship, right? Yep. And let, like, there is a grace period with that. Like definitely you have to earn the trust back first, but that only lasts so long. So that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. I feel like every day you need to not only choose to be with your partner, but you also need to be okay with choosing them and their past actions and behaviors. Yeah. You have to, be choosing that every day or else toxic once again. Yeah. Like, it's just going to keep circling to a toxic relationship. Yeah. Um, I feel like another one that was really good is just like what toxic communication looks like. Yes. And I know like for me when I feel like honestly a lot of my exes had this in common. So sorry if you're watching. <laughs> Love you all. <laughs> I actually do like most of my exes. Sure. Right? I, I always feel bad, but it's like we all grew up, whatever. But um, I would say that a lot of my exes, what they had in common is that they were very like argumentative, right? Mm-hmm. So nothing was ever like a conversation. It was always an argument. And like, so now what I've learned is like, now that I'm in like more of a just like steady relationship where it's like when there is confrontation we're not it's not a fighting match yeah it almost feels like uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because I'm like why aren't we fighting why aren't you yelling at me why aren't you more worked up about this like is it that normal like do you not care about me so it's like really crazy how like this toxic communication cycle can like affect you when you're in a healthy relationship yes and that's another point I was gonna make is that you know we're pretty young so we're pretty unfamiliar with being in a healthy relationship so I was trying to think like why would people what are the reasons people would stay in a toxic relationship and it's I believe it's 
because we just don't know that we're in one necessarily. We don't, you know, you don't know what a healthy relationship typically is until you're in one. So when it comes to communication, it's kind of like, oh, maybe this is a relationship. We're fighting. We're going to get past it, blah, blah, blah. But it's the way that it is that is toxic. So I have a hot take. I think, um, like going off what you said, right. Where you're like, Oh, this is normal. Like this just means we love each other a lot. Like, so I think like everyone's like, Oh, like I just want passion in my relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. And I had actually said that to my therapist, right? Like we were talking about passion and she goes, why would you want passion? Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Doesn't everyone like want passion? She goes, no, like passion is like another form of lust where it's just Mm -hmm. like you're fighting so intensely, but then the makeup is so good. And she's like, you don't want passion. You just want a partner and a best friend. Like let, so going off of that, like you see in movies all the time and like TV shows where people just like have these like relationships where it's like one is fighting for the other and there's like all like you know there's like yeah, that's what we see all the time. build up mm-hmm. of it right where it's just like that's how toxic relationships form it's because like you build relationships off of all that confrontation yeah and that's where your passion is and then eventually it just becomes like there's no baseline after that it's mm-hmm. just like continuing to climb that ladder yeah and it's you hard know? to get out of that cycle too yeah but then like on the flip side, when we find a guy that's nice and we find a guy who's like non-confrontational, it's like there's it, no it, passion. It, 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 there's no passion. It doesn't yeah. feel like it doesn't excite me as much. Like, and that's just not normal. It's, I know it's an adjustment, but like, I would say that that's like important for everyone to kind of realize. I know. I feel like we'll get to that too. Um, kind of how, like later in the episode, how to you know choose the nice guy in the end. But yeah, for now we're gonna just you know. Yeah, we're getting through some traits. I know, I know. Um, gaslighting. Do this we, is just a. Do we dare? Do we dare? I just I want to touch on something that I have seen and kind of experienced. When you get upset about something and they throw lines at, they throw like the breakup line at you. Yeah. So the then don't be with me. Guess I'm not good enough for you. Stuff like that or. Um, with every little argument, it's like, let's just break up. Like, then break up with me if yeah. I'm not good enough. I guess I'm the world's worst boyfriend. Like, Literally. Oh my God. That is so toxic. The pity parties are so funny. It's like, get some communication skills. Yeah. I know. Um, I feel like that, once again, ties back to just, like, emotional immaturity. Like, and also guys who are, like, so uncomfortable, like, about being the villain. Like, they mm-hmm. can't just be like, I did something wrong, so they're only... Mef- like um defense mechanism is like I'm the worst Turning in the world. It. like because they can't actually give you number one an apology or number two an explanation. And they're too scared to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, I hate that stuff. Obviously, That's like high school shit. Yeah. Like ugh. obviously with an episode about toxic relationships we had to mention gaslighting at least once. Oh like, my god. At least. Like that's just such a easy straight up toxic relationship. If you're constant constantly being gaslit, like come on. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people, like, don't know they're being gaslighted. Oh, it's... Because especially if they're so good at it. Good gaslighters are are so good. Oh, my God. So good. I'm so good at it. I'm just a hot take. (sighs) I'm so sorry to, like, switch things up. Yeah, I don't do it. But, like... But you could if you needed to. Yeah. And I can confidently say that, like, when I have done it in the past, like... I've never had someone call me out on it, right? Right. So, so that means you're good I'm, at it. I'm literally just admitting all of this. But I would literally be like, how can I make this 
so it's your fault. Yeah. You know, because, like, I know I'm kind of in the wrong right now, but, like, how can I tie this back to some kind of, like, thing that you did to me to turn it back? I'm not going to lie. I think everyone does this. I know. The more I'm, like, the way you just said it, Mm -hmm. no shot, no one else's brain works like that. I feel like there are certain arguments where I'll be like, you're, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. But sometimes I'm like, no, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then I make shit up. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, that one time you looked at me weird is the reason I went and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You know, like, that was a really cute voice. I just did that. But I think with all of this stuff, it's more learn from it and don't bring it into your next relationship or even the right relationship won't lead you to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. But what I've learned, like, with that kind of stuff is, like, when you actually date someone with emotional intelligence and, like, who's capable of having a healthy relationship, they won't let you act that way. So, like... I like that. I've kind of learned that, like, toxic relationships kind of start out usually... Like, I always see it as, like, the narcissist, empathetic, Mm -hmm. like, empath versus empath, right? So, like, narcissist clings on to the empath because they're easily impressionable or and they are like able to be gaslit so it's like a perfect pair right and right the, and the empath just has so much love to give right so it starts out as like the talk or the narcissist like having all this power over the empath but then it becomes like to a point where like the empathetic person is just like frantic right and then they become the villain because they're just like yeah they're so flustered like they're so traumatized by everything that's been done that they become the villain and then it becomes like both sides being toxic to each other yeah like that's how i've seen so many relationships like play out where it's just like what it, what even has the relationship become like oh my does God. that make sense it does it does i just i'm like trying to take that in yeah because it's it is very true yeah i'm just kind of like how do you how do you go about it then do you have any advice? Uh, yeah, you end it. End it. That's like, what I was just, thinking. First of all, like, this is... Everyone's like, oh, like, opposites attract. And no. like, you know, like, you need someone who's completely different than you. Yes, in some ways, as far as, like, mm-hmm. interests. Example, me, super into fashion, super into anything that's not math-related. <laughs> and just, like, my own world, right? Yeah. Like, I'm a girly girl, right? My boyfriend is, like, super into engineering math. Like, yeah, he's such a guy's guy. Like, that... Opposites like that, they attract you right. well. Opposites and personality do not. At I all. agree with that. Like they don't. Like you need to have someone who has the same like confrontational skills that you do. Like how do we confront arguments? The same like, argumentative yes. type. It, yeah. It can't work if it's like one person is like this complete narcissist who's obsessed with themselves and one person is the empath who's gonna give everything. Because then you're just gonna be in like give and take relationships. Like you need to be someone who's like a giver like you or also like a taker like you. Like it, it needs to be like a mutual, whatever they are, you need to be too. Yeah, so I really believe that. Everyone just check yourself, see, you know, do we have commonalities in our personalities and you know, is this is this ringing a bell? Yeah, I mean. Nervous for these people. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. For I'm single, people. so nothing's ringing a bell. <laughs> okay, let's move on to frequent lying. And I put this in because I think constant little white lies that you catch really build up, mm-hmm. and they become so good at lying to you because they know what they can kind of get away with, and it doesn't even feel like lying to them. Right. And for me, I'd be like, okay, that's such a little white lie. Like, that's not enough for a breakup. That's not enough for a full-blown argument. Yeah. But then you need to think about, you know, they're 
kind of getting to know how they can lie to you. They're getting good at it. And for stuff that's bigger, you know, they're that's when they're going to get away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. And I feel like... I feel like people who lie about a bunch of little things are almost worse than people who just, like, yes. cheat on you one time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I like, so agree. It's it's just, like... It, sorry, I get, like, frantic thinking about this just because I remember, like, how stressful it was to be with someone like that. Yeah. Where it's just, like, everything's a lie. Everything's an excuse. Everything is, like, I'm hiding this from you. Like, I'm deleting this off my phone. And it's, like, it's so stressful to be with somebody yes. like that where it's, like... How do you even change that person? Yeah. Like, how do you even get through something like that? It's like, if you're lying to me about, like, what friend you're hanging out with and it's just a guy and you're playing video games. Oh, thank you. Why are you lying about that? Thank you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, if everything's a lie, what's not a lie? And also, they get just so good at it. I know. That you genuinely don't think they're lying. I know. And, and then, then you're just like, but then it's like also like they lie about stuff that's so like yeah. specific. Yes. Like so, so specific. They were like, there's no way that could be a lie. Otherwise they'd be a freaking yes. psychopath. Yes. And then you fu- like catch them in this lie and you're like, do you even like, are you even like a real person? Do you hear yourself? Do you genuinely believe this? Like, that, I don't understand. And it's honestly super traumatizing being with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Just because you're like, like I remember... <laughs> So I always say like my my past relationship, but like I remember being in a relationship where it's like at the end of it, everyone was like, how did after how, three years yes. did you just like not care yes. one day? And I'm like, because I stepped back. Yes. I, literally, this is what I did. I wrote everything he did to me down on really? a piece of paper. It was like one through like 250, I swear to God, of just every instance that I can recall. And I just like took together all the lies, took together everything he did. And I was just like, this isn't even a real person. There's like, no way. He's not a real person. Mm-hmm. Like, there's someone who lies that much and just manipulates that much. Like, that's not even the person you're dating. So yeah. it should be easy to let go. Like, I don't give a shit because I never knew who it was. Right. And you I know? also feel like with women, especially in relationships, when things happen to us, we pull away. Each With each lie, with each toxic trait that's thrown at us, we kind of take a step back so when we do finally break it off we've been mourning the relationship for so long yeah that it it's still don't get me wrong it still hurts so bad but it's just like different for women i'd say like every lie is a little percent less in love yeah if that makes sense yeah i mean at least that's how i feel like i am that's that's good though because at least like you're recognizing yes for me it was more like abrupt like i remember like I was completely in love, and then one day, like, it's so funny because, you know, I was cheated on, yeah. I was lied to, I, like, he missed everything, was late for every day, late for every day, like, everything, right? Like, everything wrong you can do did, and the one thing it took for me to dump him was him calling me a hoe. Like, that's, that's why I dumped it. Not the cheating or mm. having a three-way in Mexico, um, none of that. It was literally the fact that he called me a hoe one time and I was like I'm done like, I mean you can't, it was so random but like, I feel like you can't say all that didn't lead up like all of that didn't support that and then it, but it's just weird it was like a like, switch in your head just immediately but it was just no. like it was like one day it was like planning our future and then the next time like yeah oh this <laughs> this is too far you know like <laughs> this one specific did you call me a hoe <laughs> I've been faithful for you to you for three years bitch yeah so it, it's just, like, weird how your brain, like, works through stuff like that. I just, 
I made excuses like and I know you were the same way like made excuses for so long and then one day it's just like there, what, what are we doing no way. Like, what are we doing yeah you know? yeah I don't know all right let's talk um feeling drained I put this because I think a lot of the time when you're in a toxic relationship your time and mental energy are spent trying to please them yeah. rather than like taking care of yourself. Yeah. So I think if you genuinely feel like you have to put in so much work just to make this person happy and you don't feel like you're getting anything in return and you just feel drained and I obviously you're in a toxic relationship. Oh yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like the second you have to ask somebody to give you the bare minimum. Exactly. Like, you're in a toxic relationship. Like, I think that's very, very common for our age. I mean, the shit I used to ask for was hilarious. <laughs> like, can you show up on time to our two-year anniversary dinner? Yeah. No. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't oh, do that. God. You know, and it's just like, at some point, like, now I go through that phase where it's just like, okay, like, that's on me. Because mm-hmm. I spent three years trying to beg, literally beg somebody yes. to do the bare minimum and love me. It's like, I guess what I want out of this podcast is for people to not get to that point. Do not get to And that just point. be like, the second you have to ask somebody to do anything for you, any, like, even if it's a bare minimum, even if it's like, they're just complaining about giving you a ride. Like, it's just like, that's not the person you're supposed to be with. Yeah. Like, no. And it's one thing to ask for communicate your needs that that's one thing but communicating the bare minimum is another yeah so you should be getting the bare minimum you shouldn't even be dating someone that's not getting the bare minimum you shouldn't even you shouldn't have gotten to that point but I think that's the issue with being so young you're on you're just unaware of it at that point in your life and I feel like once you go through your first toxic relationship you're not going to do that again. Or oh at my least God. you pray to God you're not going to do that again. Because no. now you learned all those lessons. So that's good news, I guess, about being in one. No, it is good news. But, like, I have a question. Yeah. Do you ever, like, miss your innocence, though? Like, well, that's that episode I wanted to do, like, feeling sorry for your old self. Yeah. Because, I mean, okay, actually, I'm kind of misinterpreting that. But I think about that all the time. I think about the first few weeks of your first relationship and how you just think nothing bad could ever happen. <laughs> I used to think cheating was only in movies. So when, I, it, ha- when it happened to me, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, you did. You what? did. What? I was how like, young were you I'm, the first time? <laughs> I was 21 years old. Bitch, I, I like, swear to no, God. Like, bitch, yeah, I, I mean, it was probably happening from when I was 18 to 21. I just didn't know. But like, I didn't find out until I was 21. And I was like, I thought that only happened in movies. Like, I was like, what? Like, and he's like, what? Like, really? <laughs> he's like, no, so you know sorry, what that man what? probably thought when you said that? Oh, I'm going to get away with this. Yeah. And, and did he? He, he, he did. did. He did. For a couple because months. Because But then little... he called me a hoe. And, and then we were done. And then it was on site. <laughs> so my advice for if you're feeling drained and you feel like you're only focusing on their needs and providing for them is to shift your energy to taking care of yourself or like prioritizing yourself and see how they react. Yeah. Like if they get pissed at that, at you taking their energy, if you get pissed at, if they get pissed at you 
prioritizing yourself and taking care of yourself, toxic. Yeah. They should be backing you up, if anything. No, I totally agree. That's just my advice for that. No. And I just, like, to be honest with the whole, like, getting drained thing, I just think that, like, I, I just, like, don't see a relationship, a healthy relationship being able to drain you ever. Like, I, I, ju- yeah. I just think, like, no fight between you and your partner should be draining. Like, it shouldn't even necessarily be, like, a fight. Like, it should just be, like, a conversation. Like, if someone really fucked up, yes, like, you're going to fight. But I just, like, I don't know. There's no time for that. I actually had that um, under the communication section, criticism versus complaint. So I think in a healthy relationship, um, it's fine to have complaints about a certain situation. But if your partner is constantly criticizing you and your character, that's when it's toxic. So like the criticism versus the complaints. Like there's just a fine line, to be honest. And that's going to drain you if you're constantly being criticized. Yeah. Here's the difference, right? So, criticism, right? My boyfriend, I do something that's, like, just bad, right? And my boyfriend's like, look, I really didn't like that you did that. And I know, like, that's not you at your core, but, like, whatever. That's not you. Complaint is going to be, like, why are you like this? Like, no one else is... (laughs) This is literally, like, word for word what was said to me. Like, why are you like this? No one else is like you. Like, you're so weird for that. Like, all this stuff where I'm like... Dude, I told a guy he looked like Ryan Gosling. Like, he does. Like, that, no, that's like a real life story. Like, it's just like, you shouldn't be attacking people for who they are over the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, it's just like, can if, I? if someone's like emotionally available and just mature, they can just be like, hey, boss, I really didn't, I didn't fuck with that. And I'd be like, okay, like, I'm sorry. That was on me. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, shut up. Can I say something where I've seen your relationship 180? Like, you going from a toxic to a healthy? So the other, so on Friday we were at a bar and Vossie was getting hit on by this guy. (laughs) And her boyfriend comes up and makes friends with this man, whereas your ex would have punched him in the face. Unhinged mother. Ever. That was the funniest situation like that just shows of my life. How much you've grown because you've like you have this healthy relationship now where shit like that isn't following you. Yeah. No, and it's it's truly just like a difference in the type of man you want to surround yourself with. And like to be honest, like women too, like if you're confrontational, be with someone confrontational. You can have all the like passionate fights in the world you want, but like if you're just looking for like normal, healthy relationship, like just be with someone who like always Here's my biggest advice. I think my biggest takeaway from this whole thing. You need to be with someone who, like, is on your side even in a fight. Yes. Like, they approach it from the lens of, like, okay, we're on the same side. I'm mad at you, but I'm on your side. Like, that's the true difference between, like, a toxic relationship and a healthy relationship. Because when you're in a toxic relationship, it's like, I'm not on your side. I'm fighting against you. Yes, when you're, I like, love in that. love with someone, it's like, you always want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, I would always want to hear you out because, like, I want you to be right. Like, I'm in love with you. Like, <sighs> I want you to be right. I want, like, to make sense of what you did. So it's like, let's just talk about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, that was so, beautifully put. I just think, like going forward like on both sides like always just approach your fights as being on the same side like you both want to get to the resolution of the makeup so it's like yeah 
get there faster and just start from there. You know, yeah. it shouldn't end there. It should just start. Like Right. I feel like your ex, he'd constantly assume the worst, <laughs> whereas your current boyfriend constantly assumes, assumes the, the best. best. Even when I do, like, I've never really done anything that bad, but, like, even when I do something, it's clearly, like, I said something super mean, and it's, like, there's nothing that can make up for it. He's still on my side. Well, why did you say, like, yeah. what, where is this a bad coming day from? Where is this coming from? Did I do something? Like, it's Ugh. always, like, conversational rather than, like, right off the bat, you said that, and I'm, like, I'm done with you. I'm pissed off. I'm punishing you. You should never be with someone who wants to punish you. Yes. They should want to just, like, work through it and talk through it, you know? No one deserves that, ladies. No. And gents. There could be toxic women. Oh my god. So many. So another one I want to discuss is that you feel like you have to make excuses about their behavior to your friends. Yes. And if you're catching yourself using the, you don't know him like I do. Oh my god, if you say that, then you're... you're, If, If it's the first 30 seconds of you guys dating and they genuinely don't know... That's, I mean, this is not, yeah. that's not going to happen. But I, I just think your friends are very good judges of character. They have, you know, they're not on the inside of the relationship. They're looking in, so they have, you know, a different perspective. You honestly need to start, people need to start listening to their friends' opinions. I love that you just said that because people are always like, you know, like he knows me so much better than everyone else. Yep. And I'm like, bitch. No, he does not. Like, you grew up with your family. They know the ins and out of you. You spend a majority of your time with your friends up until this point. You're telling me this guy you've known for six months knows you more than anyone because you probably have a sexual relationship with him? No. Yeah. Like, yes, he knows you intimately and no one else knows you like that. But who you are at your core, Mm -hmm. like, that's what your friends and family know, right? Yeah. You don't know that about someone that you're intimate with until probably like years in right because you're always like putting on a face because you're attracted to them and they want to get to know you and like you want them to like you and stuff like that like your friends and family know who you actually are so trust me when I say they know what's best for you like my biggest regret was not trusting my friends and family and being Mm -hmm, like exactly I have this intimate relationship that you'll never understand like you don't know him like when I'm crying and he's there for me Get a dog. Babe, he probably made you cry. Yeah. He, is he the reason you're crying? Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time in relationships, um, in public, is where your friends are going to see you guys interact. Mm-hmm. And if your partner is constantly doing bad things to you in public and they're seeing this, obviously they're going to think poorly about your relationship. But then I think what gets people is how you know they treat you when... It's a sober Sunday morning. Yeah. And my thing is, they're, that's not okay. I just think he can't, that person can't be treating you poorly in front of everyone. Yeah. And then get away with it because they talk, they talk themselves out of it later. I think it's more um, just like trying to understand it a little bit better. I think it's more of like a power trip on their part, right? So like just knowing, like... When you deal with someone who's, like, moody like that and who will, like, make public displays like that of, like, confrontation, Mm -hmm. I feel like you almost have, like, a little bit of control over your partner because they're always, like, wondering, oh, like, what's he going to do next, right? Is he going to freak out on me tonight? Like, and they almost, like, keep you in check a little bit more because you're scared of them. Like, it's a power move. And so it's, like, I feel like that's just super toxic on their part and something that, like people who are a little more like lax and easygoing need to like always look out for it's like you just can't you shouldn't be with someone who like 
even like it's just so inappropriate to make a scene in public yeah and then i mean just listen to your friends i feel like you can ask one of your close friends that you trust maybe even i was thinking i have a very honest friend i would go to them and just ask for their honest opinion and really take into consideration what they're saying and go from there yeah because i mean obviously getting an outsider's perspective is just always going to be beneficial if it's good or bad, either yeah. way. And if you're scared of, like, what people will think of your partner, like, literally just go to therapy. Like, therapy is, it's like a, you know, yeah. I am a therapy stan. It's just, like, there's something so healing about talking to somebody who doesn't know that person, doesn't know anyone in your life, it's and will just call. give you, like, the unbiased opinion. But where therapy gets tricky is, like, if you just want a therapist who's going to sit there and, like, be like, oh, like, that's really hard. Like, I feel so bad for you. Like, no. Like, you should be using therapy for, like as a point of like for someone to check you to like give you like advice for like how what you deserve how to be treated whatever it is so i just think like that's where the misconception comes in it's like therapy is just like a place to vent like no it's yes. a place to like learn and grow so that you don't continue to have toxic relationships yeah and with your therapist be very honest word for word what this person's saying what they're doing to you yeah because i think even in therapy people are going to try to sugarcoat yeah you know yeah so do both maybe yeah no I think it's a good mix but just whatever you're comfortable with I guess so now I want to move on to more of a discussion on why toxic men are so much not I wouldn't say so much more appealing but are appealing and why people do always find themselves leaning more towards the toxic uh, significant other I can tell you why Courtney let me hear it um Toxic men are so appealing because this is what they do. First three months, honeymoon phase, right? I literally they have re- that. They reel you in and they're like, you are the love of my life. Mm-hmm. You can do no wrong. You're the most perfect angel I've ever met on the planet. Like, just, it's amazing, right? The passion's there. Like, yeah. not, a, not a thought in the world. This is my person. I want to marry them, blah, blah, blah. Um, so once they get you under that little spell that they just cast on you where you're the best person in the world, what they do is they break you down and they ruin your self-esteem. So then you become dependent on them because you're constantly trying to like live up to their initial expectations of you. So does that make sense? Yeah, I actually, that was my number one on my list. I said, emotionally unavailable and toxic people are good at doing the things to make you feel like they care and love you in limited doses. So they will love bomb the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And then my thing is how to spot it is that their attention, the, the attention they give you is inconsistent and it's on their terms. Yeah. And that's a good way to put it how you said they build you up just to take you down. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's a high and low that becomes addictive. Yeah. And you've said that time and time oh again. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm a big believer in the highs and lows. Um, I will say that like it what's really hard about it is it almost never gets back to that like initial high, right? Right. And, and you're then craving it. You think it's like your fault because you're like, why doesn't he love me like he used oh, to? Like my why God. what can I do better? Like what can I say that'll make him like get me back to that initial love that he had for me, right? So like right. it's constantly trying to like make yourself the bad guy in order to make him happy. So you're kind of addicted to changing them back to the way they were at first. Whatever will get you back to that, like, initial high. High, right? And then what really sucks about when you experience, like, a relationship like that where you have the intense highs 
and the really low lows. It's like when you do find a relationship that's stable and steady, like, and you're just at baseline all the time, it just, like, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but it feels so uncomfortable. And it's just like, you almost like want to run out of the relationship because you're like, well, this isn't what it's supposed to look like. This is not love. This is not what I see in the movies. Like, where's the intense, Mm -hmm. like, chemistry that we have? It's like, no, like, that's, that's just your homie, you know? Yeah, I was reading up about um, this topic, and someone word for word was like, being in love is not enough for a relationship. No. And constantly having the excuse of, well, I'm in love with them. But love is not what keeps a relationship together. It's, you know, mutual respect. Partnership. Yes, Friendship. it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not always going to be love and yeah. And passion. Yeah. That's not at all what's going to keep you guys together. And that's just very, very confusing at a young age. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, how do you know any of this stuff? Exactly. You know, you don't. So I definitely think that, like, if you consider yourself a person with low self-esteem, like, it's just like, I don't think you should be in a relationship. Like, everyone's like, oh. Yes. No, I agree. You should, like, like, a guy can help you build that up. Like, what if it just takes being in the right relationship? It's like, no, sweetheart. Like, you can have, like trauma and stuff like baggage that you bring to the relationship but you can't have low self-esteem like that's the one thing like you really need to work on oh like the puppy you need to (laughs) you need to work on like by yourself before right because then if you're in a relationship and you have low self-esteem and they're treating you a certain type of way you feel like you don't deserve any better than that and this is kind of the best you're gonna get yes and then it leads to kind of the point where you teach people how they can treat you and, like, how far they can push you. Oh, my God, yeah. Because it's, like, if you think of it, like, I did X, Y, Z. That wasn't enough to break up with her. And then I did this. Exactly. That wasn't, that wasn't enough for her to break up with me. Like, What can I get? Exactly. And what I've noticed is that each time, like, they do something to hurt you, the makeup gets a little bit better, right? Yeah. So, like, they're a little bit nicer to you every time because yeah. what they're doing is a little more bad because they're constantly testing your limits, you know? Exactly. So, it's just... It's crazy how much subconscious thought goes into this, like, from a toxic person's standpoint. Like, if your partner time and time again is showing you that they don't give a shit about you and you're ending in your... He's like, you know, I'll change, I'll change, but you end up at the same place time and time again and you're asking yourself, what can I do to make this relationship better? Toxic. It's not... It's not gonna get better. No, yeah. You just can't beg somebody to love you, like... Like I've said 10 times today, it's like the right person will just be on the same page as you. And it's like, everyone's like, love takes work. It does. I, you know what? No, I don't think love takes work. I think maintaining love takes work. Right. Oh, I like that. But like you, you should love someone based on like your like-mindedness, but this is a person who push you, pushes you and makes you grow and like respects you and like has a friendship with you and like always pushes you to be better. Right. That's like the easy part. You should just have that. If you don't have, if you're working to get that then you're screwed don't be in the relationship that's not why the relationship is hard the relationship gets hard because like life happens right you're both busy little things that like no one's doing anything intentional right it's not like lying but it's like we're both just busy right there's different kinds of confrontation that make love hard yeah but love should not be fighting and cheating and lying and name calling like that's not when people are like, oh, love is work. That's not the work it should be. It should be about how to appropriately spend your time together. You know, can't agree on what movie we want to watch together. Things that aren't detrimental to a relationship. I love hard, that. You know? That is that is exactly what 
everyone needs to hear. Yeah. I actually have never thought about that before until right now. I'm going to use that from now on. I like that. Now, I ask you this question. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Can you fix a toxic relationship? No. Break up. So, my viewpoint on this is if you want to stick around and try to fix it, ask yourself, is it because you genuinely love this person or is it because you are afraid to be alone? It's because you're afraid to be alone. 100%. Because if you are truly self-confident and love yourself and, and know what you deserve and know what you deserve know the type of relationship you want to be in you would never allow someone to be toxic to you and you would know better than to be like there's billions of people in the world like yep. you're telling me freaking kevin from sae is gonna <laughs> be the love of my life like no there's 25 kevins and- i just dry wheezed <laughs> <laughs> but like i'm serious no it's like, true we're all mature enough to realize that there's more than one yeah like love out there for well us, i was right? thinking about how I would answer this, I was like, okay, if you are going to fix a toxic relationship, both sides have to see eye to eye on how and why the relationship is toxic in order to fix it. But then I thought about, we are so young. Why are we fixing toxic relationships this young? Yeah, I don't understand. We don't have kids with them. Yeah. We don't, you know what I mean? Like, I think if you have a toxic relationship, you need honestly therapy with them at that point. But we're so young please leave if you're okay if you're not married with kids there's that's no what i'm reason. saying like it's just like if you're married with kids like yes you have a family together you've clearly built a foundation it's clearly worked before you can get back to that point but like if you're in college or your early 20s and you're like fighting through everything to make this relationship work like girl just go to lg's pick up a vodka soda run around oh. do a lap you'll find someone you're fine like True. there's options out there yes. you know what i'm saying like right it's just like it's not the end all be all it's Everyone's so like, I'm so scared. I'm not going to find someone to connect with like this. Take it for fucking me. <laughs> like, girl, the amount of times I have said that to you and you've talked me down. And I'm like, yeah. dude, it's hard. It's hard when you're in love with someone for so long. I know. To think that you can even get to that point with someone else. I know. But like, we'll have a whole episode on that. Yeah. Breakups it and happens. that mentality. But yeah, I mean, like, a good argument for that is people whose husband or wife dies, right? And they find a way to move on and be happy. That's real pain. Like this stuff, like this is... It's a great... This is little kids. Great people mentality. People can lose the love of their life who they've built a family with, built a life with, and still find a way to move on. So can you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just... I don't understand the argument because there's always someone who can love you out in the world. There's billions of people. Like, there's not just one person that you're destined to be with. It's such a hard mentality to have after being in love, but you just got to remember, like, you were okay before them. You're going to be okay after them. Oh, my God, yes. And, like, have fun with it. Like, so many people, like, after a toxic relationship, like, turn it into a negative. They're like, oh, like... This is awful. And, like, it does suck for a little bit, right? Like we said, there's that grace period where it's, like, Mm -hmm. you can sit and it's awful. But then, like, you got to pick yourself back up at the floor and be, like, all right, I'm going to do whatever I can to make myself happy and, like, get over this. Like, don't continue the cycle of toxicness with yourself. Like, don't not allow yourself to move on because you're hung up. Like, just enjoy what's out there, you know? Take it easy. I'm so sorry. I know you feel attacked right now. I do. I don't, I don't even like no. mean it like as you. I'm just saying. Like, I think we need to cover 
our, in our breakup, we're going to have a breakup episode soon. I think it's going to be one of our best episodes because I, I feel like we both have so much to say about that. Yeah. But I wanted to do a segue because of what you're saying right now yeah. to what we're going to talk about next, which is Kim, Kanye, and Pete Davidson. We're going to lighten this up a little okay. bit. But I feel like how you just described that entire thing is Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Let's get into it. First of all... First of all, Kim Kardashian is the love of my life. I respect her. I want to be her. I we're will team be. Kim here, so if you're not, feel free to skip to the outro. Um, I'm gonna be really mean for a second. Be if mean. you're team Kanye, like literally, you're you, toxic. <laughs> not only are you toxic, but like you need to go to therapy because that's really messed up. Like the fact that you idolize a celebrity, um, and allow domestic abuse, and it's just like, wh- where's the support there? Because you like his music. Like, he's literally threatening to kill a mentally ill man. Like, Pete Davidson has suicide attempts. He's off social media because it upsets him so much. And you're telling me that you idolize a man who has formed this whole revolution against Pete Davidson? Like, are you kidding me? What has that man done? Besides <laughs> be a tripod and, like, tell amazing jokes. Be a tripod. Like, that, you know, like it's just, like, I don't understand the argument. Um, and how, like, Kim's moved on and they have a whole family. Like, I don't, my honestly, ass. I think all of our listeners are not... Not, like, okay. any of the people that... All right, sorry. I had to go through that, too. No, me, like, let's lay in the mood. You're like, if you freaking even dare. Sorry. It just, like, makes me upset how people um, endorse that kind of behavior. But no, anyways. I agree. I mean, hopefully we get someone in check by all that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Kim is the perfect example of going from a toxic to a nice guy and how she's winning. You know why I think that people, like, we've seen... Um, like example, like women like Ariana and Kim Kardashian move on to someone like Pete Davidson. Yeah. So what's like the common denominator right here? So they were both dealing with men who were extremely unpredictable, unpredictable, and they had to like regulate like what kind of mood they were in. Mm-hmm. Like with um, Mac Miller, it was like he was a drug addict, right? Yeah. She was this poor Ariana Grande, this poor woman was like terrified every day that he was gonna die. Right? Yeah. Like, imagine living like that. I like, know. the person you love most in the world is, like, putting their life at risk every day to do whatever they do. And, like, she's constantly worried. And, like, that's a cycle of abuse in itself. It is. Because, like, he's choosing to do that to her Over and to her put her through that. Mm-hmm. I love Mac Miller, but, like, that's the truth of it, right? So, who does Ariana go to? She goes to Pete Davidson, who's just, like, a normal, fun, cute guy, oh my right? God, I forgot they he's, both went to yeah, Pete. He's just, like, a funny guy. Like, He's just there for a good time. Like, he's not going to, like, make them so uneasy all the time. There's nothing to be scared of with him. Like, he's just, like, he's a genuine nice guy who doesn't command a bunch of attention. He's just there, right? Right. And he's like, lightens the mood. Like, same with Kim, right? She's in this emotionally abusive relationship for years, starts a family with this man, constantly doesn't know what he's about to tweet out, shares completely inappropriate stuff about their children online. Like, just... (laughs) Like, saying he was aborted Northwest. What was that one tweet in all caps? Like, I don't really like that bitch Stormy. <laughs> Loki, I don't fuck with that bitch Stormy. <laughs> that, is, that was fucking I hilarious. sent you, I sent our group chat that, and I yeah. go, this, this gotta be fake. No, and it was real. Who has his phone? Yeah. Someone take his phone. But, like, my point is. Sorry. Like, <laughs> no, like, I, that was hilarious. Like, my point is, like, when you're with someone, like, so unpredictable and so toxic like that, you just need to be with someone who's, like, yeah there you know like happy fun like completely different like what you realize in relationships like that like the mac miller ariana like or the mac miller or kanye west is like the big big things don't matter like yeah he can give you all the 
shit in the world, right? You can spoil you with anything material, but all that matters at the end of the day is that you can go home with laugh and laugh with someone. Yeah. And who's that guy? Pete Davidson. Right. You know what I'm saying? And even if her and Pete don't work out, she now knows from Kanye what she doesn't want in a relationship, and she now knows from Pete what she wants in a relationship yeah. or what a healthy one should look yeah. like. And that's super important. Yeah. Because it's hard to know unless you're in it. And I feel like women um, after like that really toxic, abusive relationship kind of like step back and they're like, I'm ready to date a nice guy. Yeah. Like I'm finally ready for that. Like I'll let myself be in love with like a nice guy because like I know a lot of girls like now are just like, especially at our age are like, he's too nice or like he's not mm-hmm. making a move or like whatever it is. Right. And it's like, eventually that becomes like a good thing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so like, I'm, I'm happy that like I'm finally at that point where it's like, I like night like I just like to be around like a nice guy who makes me feel good and makes me laugh and I like that's that it's not the most ex- like explosive and exciting yeah. thing in the world but it's peaceful. I was gonna ask, do you think if you never went through a toxic relationship that you would be okay with a nice guy? Anthony would have hated me if I didn't go through my okay. last relationship. I because you just grew I, and now you're the person that you are because of it. Yeah, yeah, I was just constantly like anxious and on edge. I probably would have questioned him for shit he didn't need to be questioned for. Like, yeah, he's, Anthony's a beautiful looking guy. Girls go up to him all the time. Like I like we talk about like I just laugh and I'm like. Look at that. Look at that. That's what, you know, it's like funny to me. Or like yeah. girls, you know, so I'm like, oh, who was it? Tell her I say that. You know, it's like whatever. Um, previously, I would like think that there's no way that he wouldn't ever act on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I had to go through like the debilitating anxiety of a toxic relationship to be yeah. like feeling like that is just not worth it anymore. Yeah. You know, like there's no point in having that anxiety. If he loves me, he loves me. If he cheats on me, that's on him. Right. You know? And for me, I feel like I wasn't in a quote, toxic, unquote, relationship, but I do know from mine what I want and what I don't want, so I feel like... Do you think you're, like, ready? No. Yeah. Which I just realized, and, I mean, we don't have to go into that, but, yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. I mean, I just don't want to call my relationship toxic, because I don't believe it was. You don't? Parts were, but I don't want... I don't know. It just wasn't as bad as I think some most people go through in like their first one. That doesn't mean it's not toxic. No, I know, I know. I just like toxic is like a harsh word, but I mean, were you lied to a lot? Yeah. Were you cheated on? Yeah. Were you gaslit? <laughs> we gotta crop this part no, out. No, I mean, say like like just because it's not as bad as other people's experiences doesn't mean your experience is invalid. So. I know that. I'm just saying, like, I feel like I learned a lot from it for my future relationships without being very, very scarred or broken. But then why aren't you ready? I'm pretty broken. You're right. Yeah. That's just... So, <laughs> that was a little therapy. My therapist right there. is Vasiliki. <laughs> and, yeah. So, we'll revisit that off camera. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about Kim and Kanye? I fucking stand. I really hope they get married. I just... It's such a good thing to happen right now because obviously everyone knows Kim Kardashian. And now women everywhere are seeing the strength she had to leave and do something for herself. One of the richest... The richest black men in the world. The most... By, by hater. Yeah. Like the most successful 
rapper of all time, like an icon, right? And she's like, you know what? I'm an icon. Yeah. I just through you, like I'm gonna do whatever I wanna do. I think we're seeing that with, you know, um, public figures more now. Yeah. Where they're doing things for themselves rather than rather than, you know, staying in it for the publicity or all that kind of stuff. So I just think Kim is just being such a good role model for everyone right now and it's just like super important for She's been a good role. I no, I know, I know. I, know. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm like agreeing with you. I'm, I'm like a huge Kardashian fan. Her. I'm I'm a Kim. Fan. I just like she just does so much. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna fan. I'm not gonna make this like a um, Vasi's a crush like Kim Ga- Kim Kardashian podcast. You should though, but like I should do. we change the name again? Stop to the Kim Kardashian fan club. I would literally actually love that, which is like the saddest part of all this. What else we got? I feel like we should wrap it up. You think so? Yeah. All right. That was that was good up. Yeah. I feel like um, coming soon, we're going to have some guests. I feel like we need to do a breakup episode because I have a lot to say about that. Like, I really want you to talk about your breakup. Not even that, but like me after my breakup. I'd say no, I know. It's a lot more... I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot going from a seven-year relationship to being by yourself. And I yeah. think I have a lot to say about that and a lot of help to give. Yeah. But yeah, um, hopefully we'll be more frequent with episodes. I'm sorry. No, Bossy was literally in another state for two weeks. But thank you all for being patient with us. And we'll be more active on like our social media now too. But yes, we're not getting paid for this at all. So no. And but we are um, jobs. Yeah, we have jobs. <laughs> but we are um, international. Yes, we do have a follower in wherever the hell. Uruguay. Yeah. And Canada. But that's my cousin. Hey, yeah. Kelly. Not in Russia, though. Oh, (laughs) on that note, bye. Bye, I love you guys. See you next time.